Good evening, everyone. This is Angel with Door 3 The Truth. I am so happy that you are here. I am excited about another podcast this evening. Uh, Tonight, we will be talking about what is the Holy Spirit? What is the Holy Spirit? And yep, you heard me correctly. (laughs) So uh, this is such a uh, special topic um, and meaningful uh, subject tonight. Um, uh, This is so important that I feel and believe as a Christian, as a believer, that you need to have the Holy Spirit in your life. Not saying that uh, the Lord God, our Father, won't listen to you, but I feel that like when you're praying to him or you're honoring him, but I feel that if you have that Holy Spirit, that connection and that deep relationship with him, there. It's almost as if you have special privileges in, in essence, meaning that you have that relationship with him. You can honor him and, 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 and have that special relationship and communication with him uh, in so many ways um, and uh, in so many levels because uh, definitely he knows you because he's all-knowing, but you can be able to tap into um, so many places of um peace, to pursue peace, uh, to pursue love, uh, to to pursue, even when you're going through challenges and chaos, you'll be able to be able um, to mature, I feel and believe, in places there uh, where someone may not be a believer, you'll be able to be confidently knowing that you have that Holy Spirit to be able to uh, strengthen you in areas, Um, not saying that God has respect a person because he doesn't. He loves us all. But I know that when it comes to that believer, um, he definitely have that uh, contract agreement with you that um, you seek him, you believe on him. There's definitely a, a special relationship that you have as a believer with him, that you can connect with him, that he hears you as his as his father, you know, uh, you can seek and believe on him for many things and just know that he's with you. So we're going to talk about tonight. What is the Holy Spirit? And, uh, and I put a question mark uh, by just in case, because there are some people may not know and understand that, uh, some uh, religions talk about it and some don't, some talk about it a little bit and then just leave it alone. Then there's some ministries or religions or, uh, den- denominations don't even uh, talk about it. And then they heavily talk about it, but it's very important that, uh, that is brought up and it's addressed. Uh, and if you're not getting that information, please feel free to seek the Lord about it, study about it in your word, uh, because it's important to have. We, we need that. Even when the Lord comes back to get us in rapture, when uh, when the second coming of the Lord comes, uh, we need to have the Holy Spirit to connect with. Amen. So when I uh, searched out the scriptures and searched out uh, what it actually means, I mean, I could have given a broad uh, uh, definition of it or something I felt what would be meaningful, but I always want to get, bring clarity of what it, something means. Uh, so I just want to be bouncing something off the top of my head. I want you guys to have that full meaning and, and definitely backing it up with the Word of God. And you guys can definitely always feel free to um, 
um, you know, check the scriptures, confirm, don't just take it for face value, but making sure that you're following along with me so you can have that full understanding and knowledge. And I'm not just saying things out of my mouth, but you just can confirm with me the, with the word of God and through the word of God and, and dictionaries and encyclopedias, because I like to dig in the word. I like to study the words. I like to go to quotes. I like to just really have that good basic foundation of the word and good basic foundation through dictionaries and encyclopedias and sometimes even when I when I exhaust all of that I just depend on the Lord to just give it to me and sometimes that's many times all the time that's even more profound just uh, than just looking up something in uh, through a dictionary I'm not counting that out resources are good they're great uh, even just reaching out to your leader or your preacher your pastor or your prayer partner or somebody you can depend on to trust uh, to assist you with getting a confirmation of something it's good to be able to have someone that you can uh, look up to you know um, the scriptures talks about uh, showing yourself friendly it's good to be friendly and connected with someone that you can trust and someone that you can uh, that will vouch for you and be your you know your true friend so yeah it's a good thing it's not it's not um it's not a bad thing it's a great thing so but anyway in my study time um when I got I was getting this together so it said what is the holy spirit it says um uh, the holy spirit um uh, I looked it up it said is the third person of the trinity and I'm going to say it again. It said, what is the Holy Spirit? It said, is a third person of the Trinity. So the Trinity is God the Father, God the Son, and God is the Holy Spirit. So it talks about God being our Father. When you think about a Father, you can think about your own Father. If you want to think about it to make it more simple. If you think about your Father, whether he's alive or God have uh, have uh, allowed him to pass away or whatever. You can think about him being your father. A father is someone that protects, um, uh, covers, provides. Uh, someone that's looking out for you, making sure um, he's always making sure that he's... Um, Doing what's in your best interest. You know what I'm saying? Um, some of us have had fathers not to be, and I hate to, I don't want to sound negative, but some people may have, I just want to be real because this is, this is door through the truth. Some people might have not have experienced that, but we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about God the Father because Him, God is being the Father. He is the lifter of your head, He is your strength, He is your conquering power. He protects, He heals, He delivers, and sets free. So when he's your father, he's the head and not the tail. And when he's all that, that makes you like that. You know what I'm saying? You Because we are his king's kid. We are his children. You know, we can honor him and uh, live according to the word of God. And we're blessed just as we as he say we're blessed. And God the Son, you know, as Jesus Christ died uh, on the cross and he rose from the dead, as we know, um, um, God was the son of God, you know, um, and he's proven himself, you know, through uh, Jesus Christ. You know, God actually came down as Jesus Christ, you know, and died and rose again for our sins. So, you know, God, the father, God, the son through Jesus Christ. And then they said, God, the Holy Spirit. So when he went away, 
You know, when God, when Jesus died and went away, he left a comforter. He left the Holy Spirit to be here on this earth, to reign, to live. He left his presence, his comforting power, his trusting spirit, his anointing. That's what we talk about, the presence of God, you know, and and. And I know you may hear and you may not hear or might have heard some people say it's not about a feeling. Yeah, that may be true. <laughs> but when he comes in, you you do feel his power. You do feel his anointing. You, I don't want to disregard not the feeling part. You know, you don't want to disregard the feeling because you when you call on his name and say, Lord, I thank you. Thank you. And you begin to praise him and go into worship. You will feel his power. You will feel his presence. You will feel his anointing. His anointing. Sometimes it feels like a uh, a peace. Sometimes it feels like a, 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 a like a, a, um, a, a um, like an overwhelming fire or burning some, not like a pain, but it's like the, the, the power of God. It's like a, a consuming fire. It just feels so strong. It's not a, it's not a fear, but it's like a, a it's not a heaviness, but it's like almost like a, um, some people, when they say they experience the anointing of God, I've seen, I've heard them say it's almost like a, a burning, a, a, a consuming fire. You know, it's so strong. It's anointing the power of God, you know, the strength of God. It's almost, it's not a heaviness, but it's the weight of his glory come upon you. You can feel this peace, this strength come upon you, this this heavy calm, this heavy burning or this consuming fire come upon you in the spirit that you it just it's it's a it's a presence that you've never felt before you know it's not a sickness it's nothing dark it's nothing where you feel weird or crazy now it might feel like that in in the beginning because it's something you've never felt before because you're trying to understand it but when you relax in it and you thank God for his Holy Spirit. And then you understand this is what you're going through. And it's what you're experiencing. And then you can relax and embrace. And receive his peace. Receive his calmness. Receive his Holy Spirit. And then you can accept that. Now some people. And we that's another podcast. When they receive the Holy Spirit. Some people may speak in unknown tongues. Because there's different gifts of the Spirit. You know there's gifts of pastoring. Gifts of apostleship. Gifts of um, of speaking in tongue, like I said before, there's gifts of interpreting of the tongues. People have gifts of of interpreting visions and dreams. So there's lots of gifts in the spirit. There's lots of gifts that God gives, you know. And that's another podcast. But sometimes I want to say that because some people, when they get filled with the Holy Spirit, when God comes in their life, um, they tend to speak in unknown tongue. And, and that, that, now sometimes, many times, he, he won't come in an unclean temple. The temple is the body. You know, the Lord has to dwell in, in the body. The Spirit of God has to dwell as if the enemy, he has to come. He has to have a body to dwell in, you know, same situation, you know, same occurrence. You know what I'm saying? He has to have a host or a body to dwell in, you know, just as, as God does. The enemy, the devil has to have a body to dwell in. So you're looking at a good spirit, God, then you're looking at the enemy, the devil, you know, they got to have that body, that host to dwell in. So we have to keep our body, our our temple, righteous, clean, holy, sanctified before God. 
so he can be he can he can be glorified you know and you learn that through the holy spirit learning reading his word seeking his face by reading the bible by attending church and taking it one day at a time don't let it overwhelm you reading a little bit of scriptures at a time sometimes we may have to fast and fasting some it means just sacrificing um something some people may uh, fast um by um uh, going without food or going without drink for several hours or several days. I mean, there's lots of literature on fasting and praying, and some people may fast off of juices. Some people may uh, do a Daniel fast. Uh, just definitely seek the Lord about that. Talk to your preacher or pastor about that because some people are on medication. So definitely be led of God on how to fast and how to do that. Definitely, you know, talk with your physician or whatever, but definitely be led of God. Be Use wisdom on that. I don't want to say fast. Fast, 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 and you're on medications. We're not, we're not going to tell you to do all that. Do, do what you have to do to take care of your health. Take your medicines. Eat. Do what you need to do. Be led of God, you know. Always do that. Do the right thing. So I'm not, I don't, I don't want to mislead anyone. Definitely eat. Do whatever you need to do. But if you can take out 20 or 30 minutes to fast for that moment and give God the glory, hey, that's more power to you. Do it. Give God the glory. He may just say fast from watching so much TV. It's just anything that you can do that you have put too much time more in than he have had in your life, then that's some sign of fasting. That's sacrifice, and that's giving him more of that time. Even for an example, and I'm going to get to the scriptures, fasting from social media. You know, there's different ways of fasting besides uh, not eating and drinking, you know, if I'm, 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 if I'm making myself clear, there's more than just because that's that's where we've all been accustomed to is just stop eating and drinking for several days and get your uh, um, your uh, your spiritual strength where the Lord can really strengthen you because you're really um, um, depriving that your your flesh from um, um, you discipline your your flesh. Thank you, Lord. Um, um, discipline your your flesh to become more. Um, um, more uh, under control to the point where you can be more at the at the will of God and whatever He has for your life. But there are other ways, God. I know there's so many ways that God may lead you in a different way to prompt you to, hey, you know, prompt you from not watching so much TV or staying off social media for a day or two or whatever. Anything that may be taking so much of your time from Him, He may lead you to say, hey, you know, whatever He may unction you or or speak to your heart about, hey, don't do too much of this or stop doing this stop gambling or whatever anything I'm just throwing out a few examples you know but be led of God read your scriptures uh seek the Lord there's lots of great uh, men and women of God have talked about fasting and praying there's Dr. Tony Evans I'm sure Bishop Jakes uh there's a few I'm sure Joyce Meyer these are these are ones that I've really have read over the years that really blessed my life that really have blessed my life regarding great material about uh spiritual growth fasting and praying just, just spiritual growth overall that have really blessed my life Bishop Noel Jones um, man, it's just so many of them Kenneth uh and Grace Copeland there's so many of them that have really great uh, powerful ministries 
uh, that can really bless your life. And I'm sure there are many, many others regarding fasting and praying and just seeking for the Holy Spirit. I just want to do a little bit of a snippet on what is the Holy Spirit. Um, it is the third person of the Trinity. We got to have it. We got to have it through uh to depend on the presence of the Lord, depend on him to comfort us, depend on him to strengthen us, uh, to be that reassurance of knowing who he is. I wanted to mention on just a couple of names, um, you know, we call him God. We call him Jesus Christ. There's so many names when we recognize the Lord. I wanted to mention a couple of names, and I'm going to jump into the scriptures, and we'll be done. We talk about God is El Shaddai. El Shaddai means God Almighty. Uh, he's the God of the heavens. He is mighty. He's strong in power. Uh, when you get strong, when you, when you get weak, rather, you're having so many challenges, you can think about this God of El Shaddai. He is God Almighty. And you speak it and believe it and just know that he's with you and that he'll never leave you when you're feeling weak and when you're having a hard time to get your strength. Pray. Do what you need to do that's necessarily uh, important. Do what you need to do. I mean, if you have to go to the doctor, if you have to exercise, whatever the situation may be. You may have to downsize. I don't know. But just keep in, just keep pressing on. Keep trusting in the Lord and say, Lord, whatever I need to do. And you know, in, in some of these decisions, sometimes we have to make hard decisions. You know, we I've had to make hard decisions. I've had to make some hard decisions to put my, my dad in the nursing home. I mean, he's doing great. You know, it was hard, but we did it, you know, and, we, and we're present. We didn't just leave him there, and that's just not to rain on anybody's parade to say you've had to make that decision, you know, and you have just hadn't been able to go as much, but you do what you have to do, you know. Um, El Helene. Um, I hope I'm saying that right. He is the living God, El Helene. He is the living God. He is alive and he is well. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. So when the Spirit of the Lord is present, there's liberty. There is the power of God. There's the anointing of God. When there's no power, there's no living, there's no presence of God, then there's, there's something wrong. There's no presence. It's got to be a, a, a power. There's, there has to be a living presence of God in your church or in your life. There should be. And if not, seek him. You know, get get to know God. You know, get saved. According to Romans 10 and 9, we talk about that scripture so much. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that that um that God that 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 uh that God had that Jesus had died on the cross and he and he rose from the grave and for our sins if you believe that in in your heart you're saved it don't take a lot you know just believe that in your heart and then repent of your sins and we move on you know and then ask God for the Holy Spirit to come in and he would do that for you and some of us it may take a little bit longer and some of us like I always say we we get it we read the scriptures and get a full understanding and we get the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit to come in. Say, Lord, change my life. I want to be whole. I want to be right. I want this Holy Spirit because I, I have some struggles. I have I need to be delivered from smoking cigarettes. I need to be delivered from crack cocaine. I need to be delivered from whoremongering. I need to be delivered from fornicating. I need to be delivered from committing adultery. I need to be delivered from being a homosexual. Whatever the situation may be. I'm just putting out some examples. I mean, I need I need to be delivered from gambling, you're lying, or God 
gossiping or envy or jealousy. I need to be delivered from these strongholds. These things that we think that may be minute or small, they could be monstrous later on. You know, I mean, jealousy can be murderous. It's not necessarily that you physically hurting somebody, but with your tongue, you could think something bad and you could say it could really hurt somebody. You know, you may not say it to that person, but you could say it to the wrong person could damage that person. That's what I'm saying. You know, when you're saying something really bad about somebody else, you know, and you tell it to the wrong person that could hurt that person, you know. So just being really careful with that. I'm going to jump to the scriptures real quick. Psalms 27, I'm going to read out of the, out of the New American Standard Bible. And I'm hoping you guys get something out of this. I am. It says, um, and we're talking about what is the Holy Spirit out of Psalms 27. We're going to read from 1 through 5. Psalms 27. I love talking out of, uh, teaching out of uh, Psalms of David. Um Psalms 27, 1 through 5, it says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the, is the defense of my life. Whom shall I dread? So he's saying that. He's, he's almost asking. He's asking a question. I mean, he just just putting it out there. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I be afraid? So if the Lord is my light, he's giving me a way of escape. He's making the way plain. He's opening up doors. He's giving me strength. He's saving my soul. He's making a way. He's giving me the desires of my heart. He's meeting all my needs. Whom shall I fear? Why Why should I be afraid? You know, he has the power to destroy not just physical, but spiritual as well. Why, why, why do we have to be in fear? Why do we have to be fearful of what could hurt me or who could hurt me? You know? We just have to think about those things. The Lord is the defense of my life. Whom shall I dread? So if God is defending my life, if he's my defense, he is my God. He is my vindicator. He is my, you know, in essence, my weapon. You know, he'll fight my battles. Why should I dread going to work every day or dread putting up with this in that circumstances? Why should I dread this everyday routine, you know, and we get tired because we're humans, you know, because we're human and we have to deal with things. You know, sometimes we deal with strongholds and we deal with cycles, you know, redundant things, you know, same routine relationships, familiar spirits. We keep going and dealing with the same person, same type of man, same type of woman. You know, we won't break that cycle. We keep dealing with the same hurt, same pain. And we like, Lord, I'm kind I'm getting tired of this. I'm tired of opening my heart, opening my house, opening my relationship, opening my money, my bank account to these people. And they keep hurting me. You know, I'm like, Lord, I need to be delivered. You know, I need to be free from this person, not just a person. It's almost it's a spirit It's deeper than just a person. It's some type of rooted distraction, distraction that's causing you to keep. Staying in this cycle that you need to be delivered from, you know, take it to another level. I mean, really pray fervently, you know, and wholeheartedly and find out why you keep going through these same cycles where you're not getting freedom, where you don't have that liberty. 
where you're walking in fear and you're dreading the same pain and the heartaches and you're not being delivered. You're staying in strongholds. You're not being free. You know, you, 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 your mind is troubled. You can't sleep at night. You don't know what's going to happen to you. That's not the will for you. That's not the will of God. You got to be free. God wants us to be free. There's liberty in him. So that's where I'm saying find out what that core is. And if you don't know what it is, ask God to free you from it. He has all power. You can pray and ask God. It don't have to be a pretty prayer. Say, God, help me. I need your strength. I need your power. I, I got this dark cloud over my head. I need to be free. I need to be delivered. Lord, you said anything asking, believing in your name, I'll receive it and I believe it. And I decree and declare that it's already done. And then take authority over it and bind and resist the devil. The scripture said, if you submit yourself, therefore, unto God and resist the devil, he will flee. Now, you have to resist, you know, and it may take processing. It may take work. I mean, that means, and I'm going to give an example. When that person that calls all the time that you really don't want to deal with, and it may be a tempting call that you may have to, that you may want to pick up and answer the phone, don't answer their calls. Block the number. Do whatever you need to do. Change the number. Change the phone service. You know, get a lock. Change your locks. I don't know. Some people may have to get a peace bond. I don't know. Be safe. Be careful. There's so much going on. You have to make a difference. And I'm not telling you to pick up and move. You may have to. I don't know. But be safe. Be careful. Make wise decisions. Don't tell everything to everybody. Be particular about who you tell and who you talk to. You know, talk to somebody that you can really trust, you know, so you can be able to be safe. You know what I'm saying? When you're in danger, you know to call 911. Somebody, you know, call the cops. Call somebody you know you can confide in and trust in. You know, but definitely pray, constantly pray, and seek the Lord for direction. And it says, I'm going to jump to two. It says, when evildoers came upon me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and my enemies, they stumble and fail. Through a host encamp against me, my heart will not fear. Through war arise against me, in spite of this, I shall be confident. So it was saying that even though evildoers came upon me to devour me, to take over, to just fight me to take over to cause conflict to cause chaos challenges to cause it's already hard enough from day to day in life in general but when things just begin to stand up on you and just take over that's when the holy spirit steps in that's when the the god in you the comfort the comforter the anointing the el shaddai the el Helene, when he stands up in you, you can trust in him, you know, and it may take some time, you know, because you'd be like, let me fix this myself. Lord, you take it too long. <laughs> and I, I because we're human, we want to we want to fix it on our own. We want to go off. We want to just check it and check it out. You know what I'm saying? We want to just nip it. But, you know, you have to use wisdom because sometimes when we put th- put our hands on it, it could cost us our life. It could cost our time. We may be put in jail for stuff, for foolishness, you know, or anything could go wrong. We could lose our job. Sometimes if we don't think, our one decision could affect everybody. You know what I'm saying? Our one decision, I'm going to say it again, could affect everybody. 
you know, whether you're head of the household as a woman or head of head of the household as as the the male. You know, whether it's a good decision or a bad decision, it could affect that whole ha- household. You know, if you make a good decision, everybody's blessed. Everybody going to be a part of it. Increase coming. But if you make a bad decision, it could, everybody feels it. Everybody feels it. Everybody, whether you get fired or go to jail or go to prison, everybody feels that that bad pain, that grief, that struggle. They feel it. So it said, though a host encamp against me, my heart will not fear. You won't be afraid. War rise against me. In spite of this fall, I shall be confident. Be confident in the Lord. One thing I have asked from the Lord. This is David. But we're going to apply this to our life as well. That I shall seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. So David was saying, I'm, he's already decreeing and declaring. He said, I'm asking. And that I shall seek, I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to meditate in his temple. He said he's going to meditate. So he already, he already put in his mind, I'm going to meditate in his temple. I'm going to stay prayerful. I'm going to meditate because I don't know what's up ahead. But God knows. I'm going to, I'm going to put my, you know, you know, the older people always say, um, Store up your prayers, baby. Keep your prayers. Store up them prayers. You don't know what's up ahead. Keep those prayers stored up. As if you just, basically they're saying, my understanding is, always pray ahead. Pray early because you don't know what's going to happen. Store those prayers up, not just for you, but for your, your babies, your grandbabies, your grandchildren, your children, children, children. Because we don't know what's up ahead. Because there's so there's such we're living in such perilous times. In the last verse reads, I may jump down to six. For in the day of trouble, he will conceal me in his tabernacle. In the secret place of his tent, he will hide me. He will lift me up on a rock. So for in the day of trouble, when there's trouble rise, which it will, he said he will conceal me, meaning he will protect. We talked about that. He will comfort In the secret place of his tent, he will hide me. He will shield me. He will lift me up on a rock. He will protect. He will protect me. And now my head will be lifted up above my enemies around me. And I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. So even though there's calamity, there may be so much calamity going on. My God. God will lift you up in the midst of that storm, in the midst of those enemies, and he will shield and protect you. You don't have to fight for your own. You don't have to fight on your own. You have to know that God got your back. And it's easy because you want to defend yourself. You want to chase those lies. You want to just fight your own battle. But sometimes we have to learn how to be quiet and hold our peace. Sometimes, now I'm not saying all times, sometimes we do need to confront things, you know, just knowing when to do that. But sometimes we have to just be quiet and let God fight our battles because he knows what's best. And he knows when it's time to move on, then he knows what time, then he knows the time that we need to just sit still and let him work it out. So, yeah, so I just wanted to talk tonight about what is the Holy Spirit It is the third person of the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son. 
He's our father and he's been our son through Jesus Christ that died on the cross. And God, the Holy Spirit, the present one, the comforter, he's our trusting spirit. He is a trusting spirit. He's our El Shaddai. He's our Elohim. He's, Yash- he's Yahweh. He's Yahshua. He's it's so many names. Just, when you get a chance, just look it up. It's and we'll go over all the different names of how and and what they call God. He's God is so kind. He's so sweet. He's our merciful King. He's our Lord. He's our Savior. Whatever he is to you, just give him glory and honor because he's a good God. Whatever you are and whenever you, however you are in your um, walk with the Lord, I appreciate you. And I know God is with you. And I know God's going to bless you. Just continue to honor him. And I know he will bless your life. I thank God for each and every one of you. I thank him for allowing me to be your uh, moderator, your uh, podcaster, to be able to give you biblical knowledge um, and what all he's given me to the best of my ability. So I'm asking that God will continue to use me for his glory, that we will uh, continue to uh, learn and walk this out together. I thank you all. You all have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.